This is According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell, McPherson's sports talk show. Every day is an April's Fool Day for me because people say I'm a fool. Because you are the April Fool. Yeah, so 30 days. It's your day. It's my day, yeah. Listen Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at short. According to Jim is your home for the McPherson Bullpups. Jake Kinnaman a three for the tie. Off the backboard, it's good! Jake Kinnaman makes it in! Off the buzzer, and we've got overtime! Everything happening in the sports world. Galen wants Jackson, and he scores! On the last play of the game! Unbelievable! And even some things not happening in the sports world. Just be patient, and I know I stink. Everyone tells me I stink. Yeah, you're so the worst. I am the worst. Now it's time for According to Jim. Here's Jim Joyner and Steve Sell. Let's do this thing. Another edition of According to Jim right here on 96.7 FM KBBE. Or for those of you listening online, worldwide at midkansasonline.com. I'm Jim Joyner. Joining me as always, the most popular man in McPherson. Mr. Steve Sell. Steve, good afternoon. Good afternoon. I'm going to turn your mic on. Try again. Good afternoon. Good afternoon to you, too. Everybody can hear you now. Okay. Did you have an enjoyable weekend? Well, the sun finally came out, so that was the best part. Well, did that the... mean that your golf game came out? Yes, it did. And how did it go? I played pretty well. I played really well on Saturday, and then, except for two holes, I was really pretty good for me yesterday, too. Are you gearing yourself up for this weekend? What's this weekend? The PGA. The PGA is this weekend? It is. I guess I did not know that. It doesn't sound like you're gearing yourself up for it then. No. Wednesday well, we're going to have Trek Fall on the show. The PGA to me is like the uh, the outcast. Okay, but those are back in the old days and they played it in August. Well, that's true. Now it's prime time, right? In the middle of yeah. May. But they always play odd courses. Now this time they're going to play a respected course. Which I think one is that? I think it's uh, Black pa- or uh, what is it? The one... Uh, Gosh, I want to say like Black Page or Bell. What is? Well, Beth Page Beth Black Page is Black. the one that they played a U.S. Open at in like 2010 Beth Page or Page Black. That's what I was thinking of. So you're not excited for it? Are I am you excited? now. They're, they're at Beth Page Black. I did not know it was this. I'll get geared up for that. I'm I'm always up for a major. I'm sure there'll be a pool, and I'm sure you'll have a chance to win some money. Then that you won't win money. You'll pick the wrong people. Well, I tied. If Tiger Woods doesn't bogey the last hole, I win the pot last time on the Masters. Well, Steve, did you enjoy your weekend of basketball? I, I know did. I know that you always like to talk trash on the NBA and say, oh, the postseason never I ends. Say, I will say I watched the game Saturday, Saturday night. There were no games on Saturday night. Or Friday night, I guess. It Friday was. night, yeah. Houston, when in Houston, Golden State. Houston and Golden State. Okay, I watched that game. Okay. And then I watched the a little bit of Philadelphia or no uh, what's what was the first one Denver I saw just Denver a, and Portland saw just a little bit of that not much and then I watched pretty much the whole second half of Philadelphia Toronto and Kawhi Leonard showed why he may be the best player in the world right now 
I've got the call of that from the TNT broadcast, Kevin Harlan. Oh, this is about as excited as you could ever get Kevin, Kevin Harlan, Harlan to be. Kevin Harlan's the best. Here was his call from yesterday afternoon on the Kawhi Leonard buzzer beater that sat there and sat there and then finally went down for the win. It's off to Leonard, defended by Simmons. Is this the dagger? Not bad, Kevin Harlan. No, and, and remember that's that's from TV, right? And that's why there was some kind of, you know, they always say in TV the best thing an announcer can do in a big moment is not to say anything at all. Okay, before we talk about this play even more, yeah, I've got a little different audio for you. Okay, this is the Korean broadcast. The Korean? Yeah. Why why is Korea broadcasting this? Because they are watching in Korea and don't want to have to hear Kevin Harlan in English and not understand him. Oh, okay. I so this I, is the Korean. I didn't know broadcast. they cared. They do care a lot. Oh, okay. Asia loves the NBA. Yeah. Especially China. They I lo- just thought Korea, they love the Lakers I and the Warriors. Korea just cared about missiles and things like that. Well, maybe that would be the northern half. Okay. Maybe, maybe this is South Korea. Okay. But right. this is a Korean All broadcast right. from uh, Kawhi Leonard's game winner. Yeah, whatever they said. I don't like <laughs> that gets you pretty excited. I, I think I'll take Kevin Harlan's call. That's about as dramatic of a game-winning shot as I can remember. Yeah. And for Kawhi Leonard, who has been so good this postseason, kind of under the radar, too, mm-hmm. because anything that happens north of the border, it feels like it isn't paid as close of attention right. to. Right. But Kawhi Leonard has been so good, and he's carried this Toronto team where... He's kind of a player on loan. He's he's on this misfit island. That's the shame of it. No matter how much money Toronto throws at him, there is no way on God's green earth that Kawhi Leonard... But what about now? Now he gets to be linked to Toronto a little bit more. It doesn't matter. You think for sure he's gone? He is gone. What if they go and reach the finals? Because after the game, he even said, well, this could be my... I thought he was going to say my last game here, and then he kind of... He goes, this could be my last game of... Uh, of the year, you know, you could tell he wanted to say here because he's not going to go back. The, for one thing, I think the taxes in Canada, you know, the, in, the tax is just outrageous. He loses a bunch of money on taxes. Um, you know, being the economic guru that I am. Yeah, you are. Yeah, I don't know anything about taxes. I think it's probably not more economic guru as it is just worried about that hole in your back pocket. That's right. Holding on to it for dear life. Well, yeah, since the stock market's dropping. We're crashing as we speak. So, uh, Kawhi Leonard will not be back. He's going to get back. He, he's got to go somewhere where, where you know, he becomes much more of a household name. He's a very. I watched his post game interview. He is very soft smoke spoken. You know, he really doesn't like to call attention to himself. But I still think he wants to go somewhere where he can make some more money. What about your thoughts on the process? The 76ers, they're trusting the process and can't get out of the second round. What a mismanagement of talent. I mean, Joel Embiid's out there jacking up threes. He always he looks played like, 45 minutes. I know. He always looks like, even from the t- opening tip, 
He's always in pain. He's always complaining, I'm sick, I'm this, I'm that. At some point, Joel Embiid has got to grow up and play the game instead of just making excuses before the game starts. And uh, he took that loss very hard, though. He was absolutely emotionally devastated after that game because the shot went in. You know, he, he played great defense. That was just a prayer that was answered. I don't know if I can remember looking at a box score of an NBA game where all five starters played more than 40 minutes. All five of them played more than 40 minutes. J.J. Redick was at 40, Jimmy Butler was at 43, Ben Simmons at 42, Embiid at 45, Tobias Harris 42. Then they only used three different players off the bench. Yeah, and that's because their bench is terrible. But Ben Simmons, I think he took five shots. Yeah, four for five. Yeah, that's the former number one overall pick in the entire draft. And he takes five. For one thing, he can't shoot. The guy, Zero three-point attempts. He he made one basket outside of the paint like all year or something like that. The guy can't make a shot. He can't figure out which hand he's shooting with for What one about Kawhi Leonard, Kawhi Leonard taking 39 shots? Well, like Kawhi <laughs> said after the game, he says, I wasn't going to leave anything to chance. I'll just keep <laughs> jacking it up and hope something sticks. So that was a really fun game. Now we've got... The Raptors taking on the Milwaukee Bucks coming up in the Eastern Conference Finals. It's the first time in a lifetime that I can remember the Eastern Conference Finals not featuring a LeBron James team, whether it's the Heat or the Cavs or the previous Cavs. Like seven years, I think. It's been a while, and I think there were a lot of teams or people at the beginning of this year that thought it would be 76ers, Celtics. And now it feels like there's almost zero interest in what happens in the East this year. Yeah, it really is. It's... It's two teams. Milwaukee had the best record in the NBA, I believe, for the entire year, and no one paid it in. If if they didn't have Giannis, you wouldn't even know they were still in the league. Honest to goodness. Now I watched them play. Finally, I mean, I yeah, had watched good. Good for you. I had watched them all year until the, the last until Thursday. Until Thursday or whenever their last game was, and they're better than I thought. They're a pretty good team. Eric Bledsoe's pretty good. Uh, Lopez in the middle, he's pretty good. Then they got a couple guys, foreign guys that shoot the ball really well. Um, but but Giannis, of course, he's a he's a difference maker. And you know, Kawhi, it's it's Giannis against Kawhi. Whoever plays better, their team's going to win. So that's the matchup in the East. On the West, we saw the final of Game Seven for the Trailblazers and Nuggets. So the Blazers, behind C.J. McCollum, playing incredibly well, will take on Golden State without Kevin Durant for at least game one, as that's what's being reported. Ramona Shelbourne yeah. has posted that, that he will miss at least game one between the Blazers and the Warriors. Did you say you got a chance to watch much of the Warriors and the Rockets on Friday? Houston gagged. Well, I don't know if you could have much better of a gift. Steve, you're a big fan of receiving presents and gifts. I don't ever get any. I don't know if you could ask for a much better gift than in game five of a 2-2 series to be gifted the best player in the NBA getting hurt. Well, you know it was on a, a gi- thin team. You know it was a gift. The odds makers giving 7 points if you took the Warriors. Well, I'm going back to game 5. I, I don't care. I'm just telling you how stupid was that? Yeah, it's a nice and, gift. And all it did was make the Warriors mad and uh, they got I mean Houston ought to be just kicking themselves all the way into the offseason because they should have never lost that game. They had a pretty good lead in the third quarter I think they were up like seven in the third quarter and Golden State had all these guys I've been saying where's Jordan Bell been the whole series 
Well, Jordan Bell had to play. He played great. Uh, Mooney or Looney? Is it Looney? Looney. Kavon Looney. That's in the tunes. Yeah, Looney tunes. He played great. Livingston played great. I mean, all their bench guys were tremendous. And boy, I tell you, James Harden. I'm sorry that you know he dominates the ball all the time. When it seems, you know, last year in Game Seven, he was like what 0 for 14 from three. Well, points. they missed like 27 they threes the last in a row. 20. But but. <laughs> It just, you know, his numbers, his final point total always looks good, but then look at how many shots he took to get that point total. But going back to game five, okay. this Rockets team had a chance to win at Oracle Arena, right. which would have been their third consecutive win, right. and gone up 3-2 right. with no Kevin Durant on the floor, a thin Warriors team that was in foul trouble. They had every chance in the world. Then you go no Kevin Durant at home, in a game where Steph Curry scores zero points yeah, in the first it, half. And he had, what, 28 or something? He had 33 in the second 33 half. But how could the Rockets have let this get away from them? Well, this is what they built up for for the last three years. I'm telling you, it's their system, the system they play. When you're so reliant on one guy to either score or get the assist, you know, he, he basically scores or assists on about 80% of their stuff. It's, it's just not it's just not going to work. They just don't have enough balance when it really matters. If James Harden is just a little off, they can't win the big game. Do you think people can appreciate again how good Steph Curry is? Steph Curry, it, it, I've been saying it all year. He's bored, but when it comes push comes to shove, and it's time for him to step up, he does in a big way. Thirty three points in the half in the second half. Yeah, what does that say about Chris Paul? <laughs> Head to the pasture, old man. Clay Thompson scored 27. Draymond Green, I thought, was really good, even though he had only had eight points. Andre Iguodala was really good. This Warriors team, they have now been stretched as thin as they could possibly be with no Kevin Durant. But as they look at the Portland Trailblazers... Oh, that'd be terrible. Do you think Portland has a chance? Slim and none and slim was just seen going out the door. See, I think that... They can push them again. I don't necessarily think they can give them as good of a push as the Rockets could because Portland's style is a lot more like Golden State. It's the boredom factor. I mean, they might lose a game or two. They might even get down two to one. But there's no way Golden State is going to lose to Portland. I mean, come on. There's an interview that Kevin Durant had with C.J. McCollum from about a year ago, and C.J. McCollum was saying, God, when you guys got DeMarcus Cousins, that – it felt like it made it really hard on us, and I, I was really mad at you guys. And he was like, why? And he pretty much just called him little brother mm-hmm. and said, why? Why Why'd you think he even had a chance? You guys weren't going to beat us. Mm-hmm. So now we get to see how that plays out. Warriors, Blazers, and then in the East, the Bucks and the Raptors. And if Durant were healthy, I would say Warriors in four. Ooh. But with uh, Durant out, it might go six, but I think it's in five. I'll say Warriors in six. Okay. We'll see how it goes, though. I'm excited for that series. My guess series. is Durant's hurt a lot worse than they're letting on, and he may he may miss the whole series. We'll find out. Yeah. NBA insider Steve Sell. Oh, yeah. You've watched more NBA postseason this year. I really have. Than you lead on. I, I, I just, I'm shocked because I really, honestly, before I have not watched the playoffs because I just think the season lasts so long, I just, it just makes my head explode. But there's been such good matchups that uh, 
you know, it's been worth watching this year. Steve, let's take a break. When we come back, we'll recap everything that happened for the McPherson High teams on Friday, everything that also happened over the weekend, leading to where we are this week with regionals and then state for swimming, and catch everybody up to that. You're listening to According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by... Great Plains Federal Credit Union, Farmer State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva, Next Tech Wireless, and Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. Back on this afternoon's According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. Steve, have you got yourself all caught up and, and figured out with what's going on this week with McPherson I Sports? A really busy Friday, it's busy Saturday. Week. It's regional week. And Steve is jacked up for I'm regional week. i jacked up for regional week. Uh, baseball today, we have it on the air. We're That's on, true. We're on, what, 450, I That's think? That's right. Newton. And, you know, you look at the records, McPherson 7-11, Newton 1-18. But you look at Newton's record. And they've lost six games by two runs or less. So it's not going to be the proverbial walkover that you might think. And then the winner gets 19-1 and one Hayes at Hayes on Tuesday. Well, and the thing that makes these baseball regionals so tough for playing in a play-in game is that they have pitching rules. Right. And if you throw more than 30 pitches, you cannot throw the next day. So for both of these teams, McPherson and Newton, you're not only trying to win this game, and you have to do everything in your ability to win this game, but you also have to remember, in order to save arms for potentially two games tomorrow, right. that you can't burn pitching. Right. So there's either the philosophy of throw your number one or throw a number two and just see if you can make it the entire game with them, find a way to win, or you divvy things up and you go one inning apiece for several different people until maybe it gets to crunch time, or if you get a very comfortable lead. I think if I think just from talking to Coach Gerstner, he was still contemplating late last week what he was going to do. I think he's going to go 30-30-30 with three different guys and hope they can get through seven innings with three pitchers. And the problem with that is, let's say somebody is at 28 pitches or 27 pitches, and they or maybe even 24 and they start a long at bat with somebody, yeah. and they get to a three and two count, and they're at thirty pitches. He's asked to pull them out, yeah. And and that's why this is going to be such a weird game today for both teams. Now, best case scenario is McPherson scores about nine runs in the first inning, and that this game is never close. And so you just continue to throw somebody different out but there. The every thing inning. is, almost every team has one decent pitcher. To me, I mean, I've always thought that. Yeah, you see, that's why when you in the regionals, when you before you had these play-in games, that the four seed would give the one seed in the first round a pretty good game because there it was the best against the best, and the games always went pretty quick. Right. The biggest thing that really worries me for the Bullpups today, they have not played in eleven days. Their pitchers haven't faced live batting, and boy, if you come out and you're walking four guys in an inning. I mean, you might it might what they call Johnny Allstaff. Everybody, anybody mm-hmm. that's ever pitched an inning might be asked to pitch today. And that's worst-case scenario. Yeah. If this is a close game 
and double worst case scenario is this game goes to extra, extra innings. innings. Yeah. If this is a low scoring four four type of game and you go to extra innings and God forbid they go like eleven or twelve, oh, that yeah. you might be able to win today, but that it sets things up really poorly for tomorrow. So yeah. best case scenario is big lead early. Yeah. Be able to use as little oh, of pitching could, as possible. You'd love to have a run rule, four inning run rule game. That'd be the ideal thing, but I don't think that's going to happen. And that's the thing that makes regional baseball so exciting. And then having to turn around, go out to Hayes tomorrow. 140 mile trip for, and then 170 for Newton. Well, and this would not be a problem tomorrow. There would be no worries about pitching limitations, and right. they would just be trying to go for the win. But today, yeah. knowing that there's a chance to play tomorrow, it's such a strange format, and it's going to be a and very weird game today. And there's one other element involved. Let's hear it. The want-to factor. Do you want your season to be extended at least one more day? How bad do you want to win today? Or are you just saying, are, are the Bullpups or are the Railers saying, man, if we win, we got to make that trip to Hayes. They're 19-1. and one. But look at this. Hayes lost to Great Ben. McPherson beat Great Ben. So that's their one loss. That's right. That's their one loss. That's and McPherson beat Great Ben. So, you know, it's not like they're supermen. One thing I always like about regional baseball and regional softball too, but I have more experience with this with baseball, with playing high school baseball and being a part of this is it feels like it is an older team's game and right. that you learn a lot about your team and you learn a lot about how to play in a regional based off of the amount of years of experience that you have. And this is a McPherson High team that has a lot of young guys that are getting Freshmen. they're getting their feet wet in these types of playoff games early. Right. And you get to learn about who's going to step up, who's going to be your big game performers because the guys that are back from last year, they played about as intense of a regional game as you could possibly play right. last year in the final right. where you play your rival in a regional final back and forth game you need timely hittings timely hitting you need great defense so they learned about that last year yeah and I'll be interested to see how that plays into today and what this team can do in a regional game well I still come down to want to I think want to, want to is the is the big factor in the game so that should be fun today also coming up this week, regional softball will be at Goddard tomorrow. Yeah. If the baseball team wins, then they will be on the road tomorrow at Hayes. Right. And regional soccer, we found out who they will be playing on Saturday as they'll be at home on Tuesday. Now, we don't know exactly who they will be playing yet. Most It'll either be Arc City or Great Bend. It'll be Great Bend. Arc City's just dreadful. Arc City's won one game this year. I believe Great Bend has won five. Right. So, And that's a 15 versus 18 play-in game. Right. Then, if the Bullpups beat that team on Tuesday, whoever comes out of that game, then they could match up with Cape and Mount Carmel, who might, they be, will the, match up with who might be the Carmel. greatest seven seed of all time. Uh, you know, they, had to, they end up having to flip a coin for the number one seed between the Bullpups and Carroll. And, boy, if, if it came up, if the Bullpups called tails, it came up heads because they got the wrong side of the flip. Because the Bullpups and Capon could be a state semifinal or state championship game. Capon is eleven and seven, but they're the only team eleven to, and five. Eleven and five, but they're the only team that's beat Carroll this year. Carroll's fifteen and one. And their five losses are all to very, very good right. teams. So that could be a slug fest. But of I a like Coach final. Adrian's 
uh, he sent me a quote today. He said, you're going to have to beat them at some point. Why not just beat them here at home? That's right. So I like his attitude. So that's going to be a ton of fun on t- on Thursday, potentially. Yeah. They'll have some work to do on Tuesday. Yeah. So for our plan, Steve, we'll be doing baseball today. Right. We will stay at home on Tuesday right. for soccer yeah. and then potentially be back there on Thursday. Right. And regional golf is going on as we speak. That's and right. Coach Kinneman said team-wise, they're probably not going to make it, but they may have an individual have a chance to get in. Uh, the top three teams get in, and then the next five medalists that aren't on those teams that get in also qualify, and he said he may have a player uh, that gets in that way. They're at Smoky Hill Country Club in Hayes. Have you ever played there? I have never played there, but Coach Kinneman told me that they played a practice round yesterday, and he's been playing really well, Coach Kinneman. He played with the team yesterday. Oh, sure. And he shot an 87. Ooh. And he said, it is one bear of a golf course. You're exposing him. Well, (laughs) that's all I got to say about his name (laughs) I have to watch that buggy whip swing all the time. So. Also, the track and field teams picked up a couple of league championships on Friday. No Very impressive there. there. No surprise to me. Coach Pav, though, I saw Coach Pav during the uh, All Schools Day parade before they were leaving, and he was kind of worried on the girls' side. He, he says, one thing, he says, we haven't hardly seen any of these teams other than Bueller. And he said, Circles girls are really good. Well, they end up like fourth. And the Bullpup girls won by, I don't know, 60 or 70. And then the Bullpup boys... Uh, they were really good. Yeah, they were good. They only end up winning by like 17 or 27, something like that. But uh, again, they had some guys hurt. I know a couple of the key performers did not compete. So, uh, you know, that probably uh, cost them a few points. But great job by Pav. And of course, what they say now, you get the regional. It's not about it. It's an individual thing. It's not a team thing. You want to get as many individuals to stay as humanly possible. All right, Steve, let's take our final break. We'll be back after this. You're listening to According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, Farmer State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva, Next Tech Wireless, and Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 12.30 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. Wrapping up today's According to Jim, 96.7 FM KBBE. Steve, a couple of pieces of news before we get out of here. We can just hit on them very quickly, and then we've got baseball this afternoon. Former Chiefs head coach. And defensive coordinator, Gunther Cunningham, I saw that he died today. Yeah, 72. I didn't, I wasn't old enough to really remember much of his tenure because it was right before Dick Vermeil, correct? Yeah. And what I remember most about Gunther is he, he wore these yellow, look like shooting goggles. It's for his sun, they weren't sunglasses, but they were like shoot those yellow shooting goggles that you see. Very good defensive coach. He kind of struggled on the offensive side. And they had some pretty good talent back then. And then Dick Vermeil came along and made that talent look pretty good. Made it look pretty good. It helped that they had the world's greatest offensive line yeah. in those days oh, as the well. If Chiefs had that offensive line right now, they would have won the Super Bowl. John Beeline, former former Michigan Wolverine yeah. basketball coach to the Cleveland Cavaliers. Bad. What a weird, weird 66 move. 66 years old and your first NBA job. 
That's that's why Cleveland's going to be in, you know, the Siberia of the NBA. I just can't believe he would leave Michigan. I can't either. He had a good thing going, and uh, the Jayhawks lost out on two of the uh, grad transfers they were Ooh. hoping to get. Uh, the Holyfield kid uh, ended up going, I believe, to Texas Tech, and then Rajon Tucker, your guy from Arkansas Little Rock. That's right. Going to play for Penny. Memphis. Penny, Memphis. Yeah, Memphis. That's the guy they really wanted. I, they actually kind of quit recruiting Holyfield from all the uh, reports I'd read. I don't. When they got to, they signed a six nine freshman. They said when they signed him, they kind of said adios to Holyfield. All right, Steve. We're excited. Baseball this afternoon. Yeah. We're finally getting to do a baseball game. We haven't done one since April fourth. I know. <laughs> we we have been gone five. Well, the Bullpups only played three times at home this year because the games with El Dorado end up being played in El Dorado because of wet fields. And then the Salina South games never got played. We're excited for some regional baseball today. Soccer broadcast on Tuesday. Hopefully another one on Thursday. But you could feel it. There's a little more intensity well, in Steve Sell's voice. Yeah, we're getting down. We're getting to the bitter end, as they say, and uh, uh, we'll we'll see what happens. You just keep the bitter part, right? Yeah. You're you're the bitter end. I'm the bitter man, I guess. <laughs> Not the better man, the bitter man. <laughs> Wrapping up today's show for Steve Sal, I'm Jim Joyner. Thanks for listening to According to Jim. We'll talk to you this afternoon at the Grand Sports Complex. According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell was brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, Farmers State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva, Next Tech Wireless, and Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson. Make sure to listen to According to Jim every weekday from 1230 to 1 p.m. right here on 96.7 FM KBBE. Well,